Word. That was a good episode. Word. I was worried at the start, but I think it really came together at the end. So, uh, here I am, doing science. Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girl. Pizza time. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, invented Facebook. I just want to take another look at you. Move to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web, the uh, the micromanager of micro podcasts himself, Sean Mackey, back in the house. Sean, welcome back to the program. How are you this, this evening? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm being called a micromanager. <laughs> I feel like I don't manage anything on this podcast, but thanks okay. for giving me that shout out. Well, how about uh, the major manager of micro podcasts? <laughs> You're a big picture guy. Big picture guy. Big okay. picture guy. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's Oscar season. Excited for that. Excited for the the boys to get back together. Sean Sean is the only one that the only one that watches the Oscars. I don't even really watch it. I just like good movies i guess <laughs> anyway we'll, we'll discuss that in more in further detail shortly before we do i would be remiss to not uh mention our other co-hosts here the long suffering and very tired rudy rudolph <laughs> on the mic suffering. rudy it's past your bedtime huh yeah it's late boys we but... keep we keep dragging you out of bed to do these podcasts <laughs> quite literally <laughs> But no, I'm good, man. It's uh, it's been busy. It's been a season of uh, watching a few movies, but um, there's a time for everything. I think we're, I think I'm entering into a season of watching a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah, love that for you. Do you want to give us a little recap <laughs> of what you've watched recently? Oh no, I don't. No, because oh. I can't. I can't think of anything. Oh, I know okay. I've watched something, but everything's been just. Everything's just in one eyeball out the other one, if you know what I mean. Well, I'm assuming you watched this week's feature film, right? Yes. <laughs> I can't get that one out of my head. I'll Naturally. keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have some takes. We'll return to that that topic later. I'm just we just got teases left and right here. So many teases. <laughs> that's called Tease showbiz. City. Showbiz, baby. <laughs> Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Oh yeah. yeah. The crypto bowl? The Crypto Bowl? Is that what it was called? It yeah. was like, it was the Crypto and like Famous Person Bowl. You know, I guess, I don't know if, yeah. they, it does, I don't think they do that every Super Bowl, but every commercial had like just heavy hitters of famous people. My favorite commercial is the Uber Eats commercial where they're just starting to eat like soap and sponges because they're like, oh, this, this is delivered by Uber Eats. We must, <laughs> this must be food. <laughs> Uncle Greg got a shout out. I don't remember that. Keeping up with the Joneses one. Did you see the one with the, oh, yeah. the Chevy Silverado? That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, you got Tommy Lee Sopranos. Jones representing. Oh. He was like, "Oh, that one, dude." Tommy Lee is looking rough these days. <laughs> we were trying to recall a, a Greg's connection to Tommy Lee Jones, and I couldn't yes. couldn't remember what the uh, the uh, was it his wife's Greg's wife's grandmother's husband's neighbor. 
or something? College roommate. At Harvard, College roommate? I think. <laughs> yeah. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. We got to get Greg on here, our resident uh, Tommy Lee Jones expert. Anyway, shouts to Tommy Lee Jones. Did want to talk about the um, the Lord of the Rings trailer. Anyone see? Anybody see that? Oh yeah, not uh, not great, Bob. It's getting getting mixed reviews. Not feeling I, it. I mean, I think the first time I saw it, I was pumped, and then on repeated watches, I'm getting huh. less and less excited about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just like reading too much into the the hype. I think that they're. I'm worried that they're going to just. You know, it's already dangerous when you do these these uh, remakes or, or addendums onto these storied franchises because you just never know. They could It's just so many ways to screw up, and I think that they're, the culture wars might be invading, and I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. Have that boomer take. But. Here we go. Classic Rudy. Getting on his soapbox. Just keep swords and sandals, man. Just keep it... Uh, Keep it about some ring or something. <laughs> Keep it about some ring. I think I'm pretty uh, pretty on record as being against Lord of the Rings. So uh, That's a wild take. I thought it looked middling at best. Middling. Middling. Yeah, middling. It looked like that um, that Wheel show that they got going now. What's that Wheel show called? Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. It looked like that, yeah. but just... Uh, that that just, was a bad show. But just with better IP, I guess? Or more famous mm, IP? It's all about it's all about, it's all about the IP, baby. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really record. trust Amazon to like do well with this series. I don't. Yeah, know. they just the wheel. They did the Wheel of Time, which was I thought awful. I mean, name one book series that's been turned into a TV show that's like been done really well. Um, The Office. That was a book, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I I'm just. I'm just I don't want to see any other trailers. I just want to watch it whenever it comes out in August. I think it'll be good. I think all these streaming show movies and whatever miniseries, they all look the same. They all look like they're made with the same cameras and they'll have this like sort of like glossy sheen to them that they just use to like airbrush yeah. over any CGI like CGI look. Yeah, they just look really like like lame, you know? Like 24K. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Now it's you think. Do you think that's true? Like where the CGI just doesn't ever compare to the real deal, and it's even no matter how advanced we get. Like the more advanced we get, it's getting better and better. They think it's getting better, but it's really like worse when it's a big scale movie or big scale show. It's just like yeah, it's like ah, it's so crappy. The real thing, yeah. I don't know. It just all looks like a video game. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this meme. It was like, you know, like when you played video games in the '90s, and you're like, "Wow, it looks so real." It's just like a tiger. It's just this rectangle. <laughs> Everything's converging. That's what we're gonna say in ten years. Yeah. Wow, it looks so real. It looks so CGI, so real, dude. We're all gonna take off our VR headsets and emerge from the metaverse and be like, "Wow, this looks almost like the real thing." <laughs> That Mark, our, our Lord Mark Zuckerberg has created for us. I feel like I'm more out on the metaverse and more in on crypto after watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> was there a metaverse commercial? I missed that. Yeah, there was a, a meta, you know, Facebook. 
I started. Well, I th- I thought it was gonna. I thought the Super Bowl was gonna start at seven thirty. So I started watching it at seven thirty. But at, it's, I think it started at six thirty. Oh, no. So I like missed an hour worth this... of content. But at the same time, oh, I feel like I didn't miss anything. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth quarter was good. Yeah, the only other trailer that I think what came out was that uh, Doctor Strange one, which looks like every other Marvel movie. But I have been developing this Marvel take that they make better trailers than movies. Like, the the Marvel trailer is good, and you watch it, and you're like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Then you go to movie, and it's just like a long trailer. And it's like, this is too mm. much. There's too much movie trailer mm-hmm. here. So they should mm-hmm. just condense all Marvel movies down to just trailer-length bits. It's my new take. Or just release, like, have one movie and just, yeah, the whole the whole movie. It's Three like minute a, bits. It's an anthology. They've only <laughs> got about, anthology, they've only got about two and a half. Shorts. They've only got about two and a half minutes worth of uh, content anyway. So just, just yeah. make all your movies that long. That's a good take, man. Because the movie's like, the you know, a trailer really needs to be breakneck speed and just constant yeah. action and constant, <laughs> yeah. like, moving, moving, moving. And that's what a Marvel movie is. It's Give just constant. Give me trailers only. No plot <laughs> no at plot. all. Anyway. No so, character development. Well, <laughs> Marvel Multiverse of Madness, whatever that thing is. If you're hey, if you're into comics, man, that's for you. I think uh it's right up your alley. We're definitely not very um proficient in that category. Anyway, moving on. The category we are proficient in, we do know lots about, we're very educated on. The Oscars. We know so much about the Oscars that we didn't talk about them last year. I think we were the only movie podcast on the internet that didn't talk about the Oscars at all in uh, in 2021. Trying to break through that one. Yeah, but we're we're turning things around here. We're gonna do a little Oscars content. So this is this goes out to all the people who are like us or some of us and don't watch all these Oscars movies and aren't you know highbrow. and we're just what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go through the big four categories. We're gonna talk about if there's anything missing, anybody we thought should have been nominated. Then we're gonna say uh, out of the ones that were nominated, what we think should win, and then what we think will win. And that's how we're gonna sort of break it down. So, starting off, uh, where should we start? Best director. Let's start best director. These are the these are the Oscars 2022 nominees for best director. And I'm just going to keep talking until I see it on this ballot thing that Sean led me to, but I do not see it here anywhere. Best director. He would think they'd have they got rid of that, uh... a thing on here for the best director category, but I just do not Sick see content. it anywhere. What? Best director. <laughs> Sick. These are the best direct. These are your best director nominees. This is the closest I'm ever going to get to hosting the Oscars. So just let me have this. Kenneth Branagh, <laughs> Branagh, for directing Belfast. Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, doing a little musical action there. Has anybody seen any of these movies? I have not seen a single one of these. <laughs> I've seen four out of five. Wow. Oh my gosh, Sean. You're pathetic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let you lead off, uh, lead off hit there. I have not seen Drive My Car. It's supposed to be really good. I heard, um, it's, a, heard it's a heater. 
who do who do I who do I want to win? Well, who do you think? Do you th- is there anybody here that was left out? Obviously, I'm just gonna say it out the top. Or Denis, Denis for Dune. Denis Villeneuve, Villeneuve for Dune. Just a masterpiece. Yeah, that boy got they, snubbed he, big time. That movie got nominated for everything but directing. I don't I don't understand that. Um, yeah, big snub there. Um, Our dude did the impossible. No other no other notable exceptions. Um, can you think go. what what movies came? Who directed? Oh, well. I think uh, I think Andy Serkis should be on here for Venom Two. Let there be carnage. Venom Two. <laughs> Severe oversight by the Academy on that one. Um, I feel like King the the director of King Richard, Ronaldo Marcus Green. I mean, ah, uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green. I haven't heard of him before, but I think just I really love that movie. Um, King Richard. Can I, can I ask? Working with a lot I'm of sorry, new Sean. actors and actresses, I feel like in that movie, young actresses. Oh uh, yes, that that fresh face, Will Smith. I hear he's a big up and coming star. That no, guy. I meant like a lot of the children. <laughs> I feel like that's sometimes hard to to pull out a good performance with a lot of John new... John Bernthal, another noted newcomer to the scene. Wow, Elijah, that's okay. being very mean. <laughs> just kidding. I know Let what you're saying. Um, he directed child actors. Yeah, it's a hard, like it's it's a hard, hard thing. thing we're, we're, Especially with sports as quite well. Quite a bit. Am I, am I just not coming through here? Can I ask a real question People here? People keep starting. I, can you hear me? Hello? We can hear you, Elijah. Hear you. Oh, you're just talking yeah, anyway. We're just, okay, we're just so that's fine. I'm just trying to ignore you. That's, that's fine. I'm just trying not to hear you. <laughs> all right go Can ahead I ask a real question i'll just listen my question is how do they know who is a good director or not you know like i feel like we need some behind the scenes footage of all these movies like the director doing their thing because how do we know it wasn't just a really good script and the actors are really good and it was a great movie in spite of the director rather than because of the director i think the directors it's like the head coach you know they're putting everything together taking a good script and maybe making it better yeah. they're taking you know maybe mediocre actors and pulling out really good performances. Well, watch Which how I you're get, but at the Will same Smith. time, but at the same time, oh, you... Will Smith, I'm just saying. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what are you saying, Rudy? At the same time? <laughs> Stupid argument. <laughs> at the same time, you're able to see a head coach perform in a game. You see what the decisions they're making or not making, and I think that we don't get to see that. We just see the final cut. I think there should be a guy who films the directors doing their thing, and then... We see the highlight reel, like they, you know, how like a college or a high school hopeful will send their, they'll send their tape to the colleges, their 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 highlight tape, and I think we should have that for directors. You're talking about like a a type of movie where they like show the making of a movie, almost like they're like filming it behind the scenes, almost, almost. They that should would put be that good, up. Bruce. They should. They should. Yeah. yeah. If you want your movie nominated, you have to make a twenty-minute behind-the-scenes documentary following like the director of your movie around to see if he actually did anything. Yeah, because like Steven Spielberg. I mean, we've heard him in interviews, but we've never actually seen him direct. Probably. Yeah. He might, so that would be. Cool. He might be the worst director idea. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> you just there might be that's, a hot, that's a hot take. <laughs> He's just pumping out masterpieces in spite of himself. Is Steven Spielberg bad at movies? He, he's he's the Bill Belichick of Hollywood. Well, well could be. Anyway, best director. Okay, uh, so Sean likes Kenneth Branagh. Rudy, just pick a person here. 
Yeah, I, guess, I kind you of. Uh, seen any of these. I, seen I really, I've heard Paul. Uh, no, I haven't seen any of these. I think Paul Thomas Anderson. I think I really want to see that licorice pizza. I feel like. Uh, <laughs> I I just think that he was really involved in the director directorial process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. At this point, all, title, I could go off as a uh, trailer, and I think that um, licorice pizza has the best trailer of all these. So we're going with yeah. PTA. <laughs> Plus his, his initials shortened to PTA, which sounds cool. None of these other people have good initials. I think if Who I'm putting money on it, the, uh, yeah, if I'm putting money on it, I think that the power of the dog is going to win because yeah, there say. seems to be a lot of a lot of people that are like into these highbrow movies that that like that movie. Yeah, I think Jane Campion, who's the director of that, I think she'll probably win. Yeah, Jane Jane's going to catch a dub there. I think. What about you, Rudy? You got your money on. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but I don't know. Maybe, uh, who's Rizuki Hamaguchi? What has he done? He's done Drive My Car. (laughs) (laughs) This is a breakout movie. (laughs) It's just a movie where he, like, walks up to people and it's like, yo, drive my car. And then he just sees if they get in his car and drive it or not. It's like a, it's like a, well, that's what I'm looking for. It's like a stunt movie. We should, instead of, instead of saying who's going to win, we should just, just come up with plots for what these movies are that we haven't seen. And Sean can tell us how close we're spot we are to them or not. <laughs> Power of the dog is about this dog that really wants to be a superhero and nobody believes in him because he's a dog and he doesn't have opposable thumbs. And he's like, no man, I can do this. I really have faith in myself. And they're like, no man, yeah. you don't have opposable thumbs. And then he proves everyone. He shows that, that real heroes are the power of the dog is inside the heart. And it's not yes. about the size of the dog and the power. It's the size of the power in the dog, the power yes. of the dog. There we go. Yeah, and Licorice Pizza is about a, a guy who immigrates to uh, America and he wants to open a pizza place. <laughs> but he gets one of the ingredients wrong and he makes Licorice Pizza and he then starves to death because no one buys his food. That's why it's artsy. Oh, why isn't nobody eating my pizza? The licorice, it is good on the pizza. Drive My Car is about an Uber driver who is actually just supposed to drive this one guy's car all day um, and just racks up massive bills and then and then he finally says no i'm not driving your car and then the rich yeah. guy's like no you have to drive my car like, there's another service for this it's called yeah. having a driver yeah yeah and he's like it's no really i'm gonna drive of my contract car workers and then it just devolves into two guys telling people telling each other no i want to drive my car no yeah. you drive my car no i want to drive my car <laughs> You drive my car, and then eventually oh they die. It's just the plight of contract workers, gig workers in America. <laughs> Belfast is about this team of musicians no, who just, just play the bells, and they're really fast with them. They play the carol of the bells so fast. But it's, it's actually fast... from Belfast, Maine. Yeah, it's the fastest recording of carol of the bells ever, Belfast. And we all know what West Side Story is about. <laughs> Moving on. Um, what's the next category you want to do? Uh, best best actor. That's just the next one on the list here. Best actor. You got Javier Bardem. Not for Dune, but for being the Ricardos. We got Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog. Is he in Dune? Yeah, he was in Dune. Who did he, he was, play? He was Stilgar. Stilgar. 
the like king of the the leader of the oh, uh, yeah. desert people. He wasn't in it much. No, he's gonna be the next one a lot. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch in the Power of the Dog. He voices the dog that's gonna be the superhero. <laughs> it's an animated show. <laughs> Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. That's about the inventor of dynamite. In case you were wondering. Will Smith for King Richard. <laughs> Obviously about King Richard, <laughs> King Richard Washington yeah. and the tragedy of Macbeth, which is which is Shakespeare. Um, no way we could figure out that's <laughs> yeah. Any notable exceptions here? Anybody who got left off the list for best actor? You're gonna love me for mm. this, Elijah. So Nicholas Cage and Pig. Yes, the mm. king. I felt like he should have got a nomination. You know, people sit around, they complain, oh, Nick Cage, he's not a serious <laughs> actor, he goes over the top all the time, he's too crazy, he's too let loose. And so he, what does Nick Cage go and do? He's like, fine, I'll show you. He goes and gives a, a subtle, sweet performance, and they don't even, doesn't get any reward for it, so you know what Nick, Nick no. Cage is going to do next? He's just going to be like, screw you all, I'm going back to doing what I do best, which is just being nuts, and you, I don't care, so you're not going to reward me for anything, I'll just be me. So he's gonna literally be himself in that new Nick Cage movie. Yeah, I like that. That's a good take. Nick Cage should have been on here. You're right, Sean. Rudy, any exceptions? Um, I was thinking of maybe uh, Jared Leto in Little Things. He was kind of a psycho. Uh, or maybe Remy Malik for making us <laughs> for being the real psycho. <laughs> I thought things. you were gonna say. Uh, Jared Leto for that House of Gucci movie he was in. Have you seen any of those clips where he's in that? No, I haven't. I saw I saw the trailer. He, was he, he in the trailer? He talks in the he talks in this really funny Italian accent, but it's like his voice is. It's like it is. I just don't. I can't do it. It's I like can't. Mario. My voice is. Yeah, it's like Mario, but like six octaves up. Um, who do we? Who do you want to win? Our boy Denzel, obviously. That's who I want to win. I don't know yeah, about you Denzel. guys. Yeah. Did you see Tragedy Denzel. of Macbeth, Sean? I haven't. Have you? I haven't either, but I've heard good things. I heard it was great. Yeah. But it's Denzel. Gotta go with Denzel. Who do we think will win? I think they're going to give it to Will Smith for King Richard. Andrew Garfield. Ooh. Split decision. Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. I think it's going to Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog. You think it's going to sweep really? this, this uh, Oscars? They, nobody else could really capture that dog who just wanted to be powerful. Just <laughs> wanted to be a hero, like Benedict Cumberbatch did. No, I think I'm. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think Will Smith myself. Does has he won one yet? Didn't he? Pursuit of Happiness. Did he win for? I think he has won an Oscar. Uh, this is a movie pack. We know what we're talking about on this movie podcast. I'm pulling it up. He won. He's been nominated, but has not won. And Cumberbatch has won one. All these dudes have won one. Oh, Will Smith has been nominated, but has won. Yeah, I'm going Will Smith. That's my take. So we got two, two for Will Grammys, Smith. Though. Andrew said, I mean, Sean says one for Andrew Garfield. Okay. Did you see that movie, Sean? Tick, Tick, Boom? About no, Dynamite? but everybody loves it. So He plays uh, Alfred Nobel, right? The inventor of the Peace Prize and TNT. I don't right? think so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's no. about inventing dynamite. Uh, best lead actress: Jessica Chastain in *The Eyes of Tammy Faye*, Olivia Coleman in *The Lost Daughter*, Penelope Cruz in *Parallel Mothers*, Nicole Kidman 
and Bean the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart and Spencer. Rudy, what's the Spencer. eyes of Tammy Faye about? <laughs> <laughs> you saw it, right? What, is, what was the question I was laughing at? I kind of, the eyes of Tammy Faye. Question. What's the eyes of Tammy Faye about? <laughs> You saw that. That's what Tammy Faye. That's about uh, this this young woman Tammy Faye who grew up in North Dakota, and she was she she had this tragic condition where she had uh, she has two fake eyes. And, oh, dude, um, she was born with two glass eyes. She was born with two glass eyes, and they keep getting stolen because actually in the eyes it's actually the Gold. cure to cancer, or the, or oh. the atomic bomb, something one of those two. So it's it's an international mission to try and. Uh, Try and retain Tammy Faye's eyes. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, they get uh, they get Ryan Reynolds involved as the secret agent. Yes, uh, yeah, that, that was a good Ryan scene. Reynolds is involved. Yeah, <laughs> it's like during the the Nixon administration or something, right? Yeah. Anyway, Jessica Chastain playing the titular Tammy Faye in that movie with the glass eyes. Um, Olivia Col, we already we already went all through these. Olivia Coleman, the Lost Daughter. Sean, did you see the Lost Daughter? I have not seen The Lost Daughter. It's about this woman who loses her daughter. It's crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> She's a terrible mother. The terrible time. mother. Dude, Andrew Garfield was in this. It was in the eyes of Tammy Faye also. Dude, he he was had just, a big year, huh? He was, he was on all a tear. over the place. He was on a tear. Um, parallel mothers. It's about two uh, mothers. <laughs> that are standing use, parallel. No, who use uh, geometry to teach their young children. Um, about citizenship and uh-huh. um, just being a good neighbor, <laughs> and it's all it was Hold on, it's all about geometry. From... Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry to not to, to to stab the flow, but I'm looking at the eyes of Tammy Faye right now. It's actually a, a movie about an evangelist. Yeah, Tammy and I'm Faye. looking at the cast and Vincent Donofrino. Vincent yeah, Tammy Donofrino Faye. plays <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, being the Ricardos wow. is about um, a family who impersonates another family named the Ricardos. No, I think it's from, I think it's about I Love Lucy. Going, no, it's Witness Protection. Witness <laughs> Protection. Uh, who are we picking here to win? Who? Anyone left off this? Maybe Lady Gaga in House of Gucci. Gaga, ooh la la. <laughs> Uh, okay, Lady Gaga, House of Gucci. I'm trying to think what other movies I saw this year. Do you guys watch movies? No, not really. <laughs> it's tough to like put all the movies that came out this year in in your brain, you know? Yeah. And like not have other ones sneak in. I thought uh, Marissa Tomei was really good in Spider-Man. Should have had her on here. <laughs> good death scene. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, word. Uh, who picked someone? Who do we think? Who do I want to win this? I want um, uh, Jessica Chastain. Those glass eyes. It was really tough. She had to wear these fake prosthetic uh contacts the whole movie <laughs> to make it look like she had glass eyes. She deserves it, Jessica Chastain. I think Olivia Coleman will win, but I want. Yeah, she was really good in The Lost Daughter. She played the daughter that got lost. <laughs> no, I think I want Penelope Cruz to win. 
they used the same makeup artist that uh, uh, Benjamin Button used to de-age Brad Pitt at the end of the movie. They used her, they de-aged Olivia Colman to play the daughter. <laughs> what did you, wait, sorry, Sean, what did you say? Oh, yeah. Back Who do to you want pod. to win? I think Olivia Colman will win, but I want Penelope Cruz to win. I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen any of these movies, so... <clears throat> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have any takes on this. I have not seen any of these movies. I don't really know who many of these people. I don't. Great. Episode. I guess I know who everyone is. This is but why we didn't maybe, talk about the Oscars last year. <laughs> this is so trash. Turns it's out, so if you, to like, turns out if you haven't seen the movies, it's uh, kind of hard to talk about. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, best, uh, we, where are we going next? Documentary. No, I don't know, talking, man. I feel like... Didn't, definitely didn't see any of those. I think we should abandon shit here. No, we just got one more to do. Picture. We just got best picture. Best pi- do we talk best right. picture? Where's best picture on this? Oh, here we go. Best picture. Um, Belfast. We already talked about that. Carol the Bells, Planet Fast. Coda. C-O-D-A, all caps. I don't know what that one's about. Don't Look Up, which if you want to hear us talk about Don't Look Up, you know where to go. You listen to the last episode of Loose Concept, episode 61, to hear our takes on that, our opinions on that. <laughs> drive my drive my car about the two dudes just arguing which car they're going to take. <laughs> Dune, we love Dune. King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Licorice Pizza, uh, Nightmare licorice. Alley. <laughs> The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. So I actually saw, I watched Nightmare Alley. I did watch that one. So I, I know a couple of these now. Did you like it? Dune and Nightmare Alley. No, it was awful. One of the worst movies I watched this year. So not that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably the won't. only Oscar movie you watched. You hate it. I think Bradley Cooper's been having some work done on his face, face and uh, not, not, it's not looking good. I don't know why was anyone ever gets plastic movie, surgery. Oh no! I think just in general. Just in general. Yeah, he just got that that puffy plastic oh. surgery look. Shut up. Sorry, I just started playing. It's gonna you're gonna have to mute me. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, go ahead, Sean. I Sorry. want Dune to win. Naturally. Yeah. I think we all do. But I think Belfast will win. Ooh. That's a take, and I and I do want I do want Belfast to win as well, so that'd be my number two. I obviously want Dune to win, but I think Power of the Dog is gonna win. The oh, scene the when dog. the dog Power finally dog. puts on the cape, it's just like it's too good. <laughs> can't, can't too emotional. <laughs> Rudy, <clears throat> yeah, I think I want I obviously want Dune to win. I think West Side Story is gonna win. Okay. Ooh. No, also notably missing from this list, and from some of the other categories, Bond. No Bond on here anywhere. Very Daniel Craig bond. can't even give I Daniel know. Craig like the the little courtesy nod for courtesy yeah, he nomination. He should have been our biggest snub for best actor. Yeah, I think I think that's really the big one. Our boy Daniel Craig, give him a little respect, Daniel. Anyway. Pretty wild to see. Uh, I don't know. If, like that Judas and the Black Messiah. That was kind of a big movie that was pretty popular. And I think that was last kind year. Kind of checked all the right... I think that was in last year's... Mm, no, 21. Was when it? did it come out? 
Came out in 2021. Yeah, but I think it's like you can come out in the first like month or two of 2021 and be eligible. Oh, is that right? It's too late. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Oscars. I don't know. I should not. We should not be allowed to have a movie podcast. (laughs) But it's something that's taken from us. Let's, uh, let's transition into talking about some real art, some real movie making. This week's feature film of the week. We're going to be breaking down. <laughs> Just laughing because <laughs> Jews in the Black Messiah won like so many, so many things in last year's Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> no, that seems like it would win some stuff. <laughs> so I was kind of right. You were right. You know how to, you know how to spot him, Rudy. You know how to pick him. Uh, what did we get out of that segment? Nothing. I guess watch the Oscars or watch these movies. Or don't. Want. Yeah, or don't. Anyway, uh, this week's feature film of the week, we're going to be talking about the um, 1987 classic, some might say. Some might argue otherwise. Lethal Weapon. Gun! Oh, oh, oh. Raj. If these two cops can stand each other, oh, I keep getting into trouble around you. The bad guys don't stand a chance. You ever met anybody who didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover. We better register you as a lethal weapon. Lethal Weapon, rated R. Starts Friday, March 6th. Two newly paired cops who are complete opposites must put aside their differences in order to catch a gang of drug smugglers. Lethal Weapon, 1987. We got Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Gary Boosie. Bussy, Bussy, Boosie, Busey. Busey. Is it Busey? Gary Busey. 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 See, I just never know that. You, that that consonant to U, Matt, it's just confused. It's like, but... Putin is Putin, not Putin. But he's just PU. Think about it. Uh, then a bunch <laughs> of other people. <sighs> All right. Let's do a little overview before we get into the categories. We're bringing back the categories for this episode. It's been a little while. I think it's been like three or four episodes since we did some categories, but we're doing categories this episode. Um, Sean, your first time watching this? Have you seen it before? This is the first time I've watched this. What's your what's your gut your instant uh, reaction? Uh, I don't think it should be a classic. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> after watching this first one, I'm kind of like they do more movies about this. Uh, three more of more. them to be. Maybe precise. the other ones are better. I don't know. They're actually coming out with another one. I think it was nominated for an Academy Award. Speaking of Academy, heck Awards. yeah, that um, was back in back in the '80s when they were actually nominated in real movies. Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction is just sort of like, uh, blah, like, too long. I felt like it was very predictable. Um, wow. Would not recommend. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Rudy, are you the Dang. same way? Same take? No, no. Uh, it's definitely predictable, and it's definitely corny and super 80s, but I, I really, I liked it a pretty good amount. I'd rate it like... Uh, 7.5, you know, I think it's just a solid movie. 7.5 Iron Man. 
Well, I was gonna I was gonna say that, but it's not a Marvel movie. It's like seven point five cigarettes. You know? <laughs> seven point five cigarettes. Seven point five um, heaters. Yeah. So I feel like uh, the, like the anytime a movie has that slow jazz with like the really heavy brass. <laughs> is that a, like a brass instrument, like a saxophone or something? Yeah. Uh, and like a California sunset. It's just what's. You know, mm. Really hard to go wrong. Yeah, heck yeah, um, it just hits you right in the feels, right in the heart. And like, I'm always down for a good buddy cop movie, and I think this one is like pristinely buddy cop. Like, yeah, there's not well, a lot of see. That's there's there's, a, there's almost a zero. Yeah, go ahead. That's what I would say is the you know you guys are saying it's predictable, but I'm saying it's predictable because it it's sort of a you know a, it's it's early on. In, a, in the genre, the action movie genre, right? Like the modern action movie genre, mm. right? Like it's like Die Hard and then this that are really like modern action movies. So I think mm. that it's um, uh, it's predictable because it's it's become the copied, you know, people have been copying this. Mm, like Mission Impossible 1 is very predictable. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Movie. Any of these like, like early that. early period action modern action movies are just they're gonna be predictable, Sean. Mm. This isn't Power of the yeah. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lethal weapon, baby. <laughs> I love this movie. I like it a lot. I think it's there's the only real downside of it is it's uh r-rated so there's it's a little vulgar for my taste you know everyone knows i have highbrow taste too and i don't like to to hear some some too much uh just bad vibes content but hey they're cops in la or in california i don't know if it's la they're cops in california so it is what it is they're dealing with drug dealers and prostitutes and stuff so anyway uh let's get in the categories best sean we're going to make you say, what was the best thing about this movie that you didn't like? Um, I would say Cap, the capsule of 1987. Mm. Um, mm. The times. The cars and obviously cocaine. the fashion. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah, fast, fast cocaine lifestyle. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I would say is the best thing. If you want to know about 1987, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good take. Yeah, I love the time capsule. Rudy? Um, to me, I mentioned it before, but the uh, Mel Gibson-Danny Glover connection is... I I was like kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be... I don't know what I thought it was going to be. I like both those guys, but I, don't, I didn't think that their personalities would mesh well. And I think it's, uh, it's a little forced at times, you know, there's... I, I like that there's not really that much conflict. It's just like the <laughs> boys from the beginning. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Just uh, got each other's back no matter what. And, you know, runner-up is the sax vibes for sure. <laughs> Saxophone. Yeah. Love it. In the background. But, Agree with yeah. all of that. Both of those. I'm, my best <clears throat> is uh, is just, I think Mel Gibson is pretty electric in this. Danny Glover is also great. He's the great straight man to uh, Mel Gibson's wild man. And they're perfectly balanced. But uh, yeah, crazy Mel, just being being crazy wow. Mel. Yeah, he was really being crazy. <laughs> this is a very crazy, crazy Mel. You can see it, uh, see the beginnings of him, his uh, real life craziness, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Turns out he wasn't acting too hard in this movie. <laughs> what a surprise. All right, uh, pivoting to worst. My worst, I'll start, uh, was the the first three scenes. There's a lot of nakedness. The, you know, the first time you see both yeah. the main characters, they're naked, which is just a little much. You know, I don't need to Dude, see that many what? naked people all the time. What was up with that scene with him in the bath and whole family? If, if, my, if I was sitting Happy in the bath and my entire family came in, yeah, t- that would scar everyone for the for eternity. <laughs> Talk about worst. Like, they all bust into the bathroom. He's there in the tub naked, <laughs> and they're like giving him hugs and like standing over him. It's like, what is happening here? Were there bubbles? <laughs> like were there? No. <laughs> So strange. Didn't look like there were a lot of bubbles in that tub. Was he Didn't wearing a bathing like suit? <laughs> Very strange. Family, families just had different relationships back in the 80s. Man. <laughs> 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 They're much less so inhibited weird. now. I don't know. I never lived through the 80s, uh, so I don't know what it was actually like. If that was just a thing, you just walk in and chill with your dad while he's taking a bath. But uh, <laughs> apparently it was. Who knows? Yeah, that was. you wait just twenty minutes? To yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give him his cake when he wakes Boy, up in the morning before he gets. Why in the is bath. he taking a bath? Or after? <laughs> why is he, he taking a bath in the bath? morning? Hey, He's real men man. take baths. Sean, you just draw the bath as I try and beat this LA commute. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta take a load off in the bath first. Anyway, uh, Rudy, what was the worst part for you? Um, I think the worst part for me was the dialogue, and like, it's pretty bad. It's pretty, it's pretty oh, really? corny. It's it's pretty uh, it, like there's so many corny lines, and some of them land, and maybe they're more of them landed, uh, you know, back in the day, sign of the times. But I just thought that you know a lot of it was just really distracting and. Like oh my gosh, a lot of groaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. I think there, there's some good ones there. Oh, there's definitely good ones. Yeah. He's out there like Pluto, man. He's gone. <laughs> You're gonna have to be registered as a lethal weapon. Go spit. He kept, I kept telling yeah. that guy, "Go spit." Go spit. I would say the worst part is, I feel like just not even like plot holes, but just like strange scenes where. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Gary Busey. Um, hijacks two cars to try and get away from Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's just <laughs> running like Braveheart through the Bare streets. <laughs> and then Danny Glover's character doesn't say, hey, you know, maybe just take one of these cars that were passing. These other he's cars. Just, he's going to go down this exact bridge. I know Oh, it. man. Just chase him there. Oh, man. Yes, Sean. That whole... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to run to the next to the next section, cut a scene that scene, but man, from, from the point where they get out of the torture chamber to the end of the movie, it makes zero sense. And that's like 40 minutes. It's like, it's like 40 minutes of this hour and 40 minute movie where it's just like, what? What is going on right now? I think it's like 15 oh, minutes of them just it's in the front yard excess. letting him... Like basically Dude, wrestle this guy. What was that scene? What was that scene? <laughs> it's like, is... no, he's got. Like, I'm, the, I'm the head of this. I'm in charge of the scene. I need to beat him he's, up. This is his arrest. Yeah, it's yeah, like they go, to, they go to the cop car to Only... be like, he actually has authority right now. You know what? You guys are just haters. <laughs> uh, that was my, only my favorite old, old scene. Fight scene. My favorite scene that yeah. was actually the worst scene is when that 
um, CIA guy, um, what's his name? I don't know. Doesn't even matter. Um, but he's at, like, his cliffside mansion, drinking milk, <laughs> looking out his window. Yes, he gets, gets shot, shot through shot the milk. <laughs> he just takes a carton of milk. Yeah. He's drinking out of a carton dude. of milk. And just gets shot through the chest. <laughs> Just like yeah, what? That was great okay, show. so worse. Well, on that note, let's pivot to cut yeah. a scene, add a scene. What he's cutting out then? I'm assuming you're cutting out the mud fight, Sean. Uh, yeah, I feel like the last, like Rudy said, the last 40 minutes, but then also like the first 20 or so minutes. <laughs> the first hour. It's just kind of terrible. I mean, I don't even know how long of a runtime this is, but I just feel like a lot of it can be cut out. Oh this my should, word! This should be a short of just Mel Gibson being crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, very specific answer. What would you add in then to make it better since it needs that? I feel like, and you guys are always going to say, oh, uh, I feel like really with the villain, like we don't even know who he is, like who any of those people are. It's just sort of like there's a guy out there and Mr. Joshua. <laughs> Sounds like a camp counselor. <laughs> Mr. Joshua. Um, and. I don't the and the general and I, I mean it just I feel like they develop almost and maybe they're just preparing for the next movies trying to get the buddy cop situation down but I'm just sort of like I'm not vested in them even finding this these bad guys <laughs> like I don't care the um, bad guys are kind of irrelevant to the story so yes, I feel like yes. at some point you need to add something for them to be fighting against and you're just kind of like okay a lady died but like how is that connected to these people oh yeah wait a minute it's michael (laughs) hunsacker's daughter but then he's working for them but like doesn't care that his daughter died because the story is story is irrelevant it's just vibe he's got another daughter (laughs) yeah he's like oh but i've got another daughter so that's fine i don't know i would just add some tightness with some of the script writing where it's just sort of like this is clear why we don't like these guys just a little development well i mean they're, yeah, they're yeah. bringing in uh heroin sean i feel like that's not a good enough reason for you to not like them that they're 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 bringing in drugs drug dealers but they're not gonna stop i mean i don't know that's why they gotta kill him like mel says we're gonna get bloody on this one roger yeah i don't know another great I line just, i would add some kind of pro um villain person because it just doesn't seem like the, the whole movie people are just getting sniped and killed and it's just sort of like ah what what's actually going on okay mr joshua not good enough for you <laughs> the Rudy, details yeah. what are you cutting and adding <laughs> yeah so like i said the, that last bit had a lot to, to work with to me like the whole torture them until they confess thing like it, it's always <laughs> dumb but this is like the dumbest expression of that because it's like <laughs> Oh yeah, we really tortured him good. That now we know for sure that he wasn't holding it. It's like, when do you when do you reach that point where you're like, okay, you are sufficiently tortured, and I know that you're not holding any secrets. Well, it's clearly it after really you hit him with the car battery sponge jumper cable contraption like seven times. So stupid. Um. So that was dumb. And then you know the whole like the whole fight scene in the middle of the yard was just idiotic so mud fight <laughs> so there's there's like a bunch there to cut out and i think you could you could do really you could cut most of the bad guys out of this movie because i just really loved the the you know the mel and danny vibe vibe sessions it should just be um, them cruising around solving minor crimes rather than big crimes exactly 
I would have liked that. Helping I people, see. helping I people see. stop from jumping off the uh, <laughs> you know, edge of a building. Yeah, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I'm cutting a lot of that. I'm adding. Uh, you know, if you if you're gonna pay to have the helicopter in the movie. <laughs> do something else with it, you know. Do something like let it, make it explode, make it like. Uh, I just thought it was kind of dumb the way it kind of like, just hovered over the car that the girl was in. Like all she had to do was jam on the brakes, and the thing would have just kept going. Like yeah. so easy to evade. I feel like if you could have had a really cool scene where maybe Bill Gibson gets behind the gets behind the wheel of the helicopter, and he starts flying it, yeah, and he's like shooting out of it. I think that would have been cool. Um, but you know yeah tragic misuse of the helicopter my my thing yeah. with the last scene so Riggs definitely did not need to throw that police car through their living room <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so why did you destroy my house <laughs> and then he gets invited sort of for christmas house. dinner it's like oh you just you made this huge hole in our house and destroyed our front yard <laughs> just a mud wait bag. was he the well, one that, was, that that drove it i mean i'm did, sure yeah. it was his idea i mean he didn't drive That's, it that's but, part of the thing I don't get is how they had time to beat the Gary Busey back to their house and set up like the note and the car driving through and the TVs playing oh, and yeah. set all that stuff up before he got there. Oh, was that was that what that was supposed to have happened? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That was them. They set all that stuff. And why? Up. Like, why is Gary Busey going back to their house? Why is he not just running for his life? Like, you're running for your life at one point, and then you're like, "Okay, now I'm gonna go back to this guy's house." Because like he just wants to come out on top. That's what that fight's about. It's about. It's not about winning or losing. It's about who's the who's the, the big dog. Oh, this is so dumb. <laughs> what about you, Elijah? Uh, I'm cutting out. Uh, yeah, I, th- I sort of agree. I'm cutting out the um, the the mud fight at the end. I don't think you need it. It's really extraneous. Um, it doesn't make sense why they're fighting in the mud and like they're gear. Uh, Mel Gibson and Gary Busey don't have enough of like a a built up uh, rivalry for it to be, you know, potent. You would need you need more scenes of them together, just like really despising each other before you you get to the point where they need to have that one on one confrontation at the end. So I'm cutting that out, mm. and I'm adding in. I think you need. I think the movie needs a montage. Uh, a montage. Oh, yeah. Did I say that? Come weird? on, baby. It needs a montage of uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glo- uh, Danny Glover like growing closer as as partners. Mm. So somewhere in the I middle there, you just have them like. So, you know, like we're saying, solving some minor crimes, maybe busting perps, busting perps, getting milkshakes, hanging people. out, yeah, connecting <laughs> a little bit, just being homies a little more, just Doing a little, coke. a little, yeah, <laughs> sitting in traffic, you know, whatever it is, just a little montage of, of them, uh, them really, you know, getting it together. Love it, love it. So them running on the beach together and getting all sweaty and that's right. <laughs> running in the ocean, <laughs> splashing around, a little Rocky style uh, bro down. All right, recast to roll, Sean. What do you want to recast? So I did. I don't know what you guys did. I was doing the the remake. I was thinking we could recast a remake. So I don't know. I just did. Um, so I don't know what you guys think of Gary Busey. I mean, I think if I'm gonna replace somebody, I don't think you can replace Mel Gibson. No. Um, I don't think you can replace Lover, so I'm gonna replace Gary Busey with uh, John Malkovich, and just have okay. him just be even more crazy than Mel Gibson, <laughs> um, more unhinged. 
Yeah, well, I just feel like on a lot of movies, when you have, like, multiple bad guys, it's like, who am I supposed to hate? Like, I can't... I don't know. There's, there's not enough <laughs> there's time. too many people here. Also, was his daughter interested in Gary Busey or something? That's what I did. Is he the guy that, that she was dating? Yeah, he was, Busey? like, something like, oh... Yeah, because they're dimples. dimples. Yeah, and then, they and refer, to, like, and refer to that guy on earlier the call, on. The dispatcher's like, "Yeah, there's somebody at your at your house, and he had, he's blonde." And, and then uh, Glover finishes it with, "Yeah, does he have dimples?" He's like, "Yeah, how did you know?" And it's like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Gary Busey infiltrated this scene much earlier than yeah, they thought. I had no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. That's sort of There's a weird just so thing. many like things are just like, whatever happened with that? <laughs> Again, though, the story in this movie is secondary to the vibes and the the friend, the relationship. Rudy, recast. Mm. Got a recast? Yeah, I think uh, I agreed with Sean's bad guy take and, and not liking it. I think I actually liked Busey. I thought he was a really good like henchman. You know, super loyal, freaky, crazy number two guy. But I think the... The uh, the main villain, Mr. Joshua, the general. He was called Mitchell Ryan. Is that you? That's who you recast, or are you do you recast Busey? Oh no, is I guess oh Busey Busey's Joshua. The general is yeah yeah gotcha. So you're yeah. recasting the gen- general. So yeah, I'm recasting the general. I don't really know who to put because it's gonna be an older guy from the '80s. But I was thinking maybe Anthony Hopkins. I feel like he's always a okay. kind of creepy, you know, storied past bad guy, but um. Can be persuaded otherwise maybe ted danson ted danson i can see that too jack nicholson let's get crazy jack nicholson oh i'd like that getting yeah. crazy um so i was thinking of a recast and a remake who out who i'd put in this movie as the old cop and the young cop young crazy cop old wise cop here's what i came up with old cop vince vaughn Okay. Oh he's, boy, here we go. He's gonna be old, old, uh, worn out. Just the guy who's just world weary. <laughs> he's too old for this, you know. Vince Vaughn, I think he can do it. And then for the young cop, Lakeith Stanfeld. He was played a cop in uh, Knives oh, Out. Yeah. He was good, but he didn't. He mm. in uh, in Atlanta. He's sort of unhinged. He's like the unhinged crazy dude, right? But I want to see him combined being the unhinged crazy dude in Atlanta with the cop and Knives Out. Put them together. He's he's your new Martin Riggs. I like that. That's the new like matchup in, my, in my, my remake. They remade this as a TV show, which I think did like a season or two and got canceled. Yeah, I think it did four. But, um, you know, if some whoever has the IP writes this, get in touch with Loose Concepts. We'll make this a winner for you. We'll turn it around. Turn around the remake real fast. Real. Oh, qu- questions. Miscellaneous questions. Do we have any miscellaneous oh. questions? I have this quote for a, an hour and fourteen minutes. In. The daughter is kidnapped, and Riggs goes, "You know you're they're gonna kill her, right? Or don't you?" And then he and then he says yes, and they and then Riggs goes, "And if you want her back, you're gonna have to take her away from them." <laughs> what is that writing? <laughs> You know they're going to kill her, don't you? Yeah. 
you know you're gonna have yeah. to take her back from that. It's basically Riggs telling Murtaugh that like, <laughs> he goes, I know. Well, because the whole movie, Murtaugh's like, you're you're too out of control. You just keep killing people. You know, you got to rate. You got to dial it back. You got to rein it in. And this is Riggs being like, no, man. Now you're the one that's got to. You got to really fight. Now you got to be the crazy one. That's what that dialogue I just is saying. I was laughing at that. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, we need to like do something right yeah okay let's do yeah. it yeah <laughs> you know what sean it's not belfast uh, okay <laughs> so funny these can't all be about people playing carol the what Bells, a reassuring okay? friend you know they're gonna kill her right yeah i know that but yeah <laughs> i got a i got a question yeah and you guys might groan but is this a christmas movie oh no that is the question. That is the question. Sean says no. I don't know. It's. I think it's as much a Christmas movie as Die Hard is. So if you well, you've... I was just gonna say. I think it might be more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard because I feel like this is pretty pervasive Christmas themes. Yeah, they work it into the dialogue. It's in the soundtrack. Yeah. Start and finish. If you, if you see just the first. And last minute of this movie, you're like, oh, I'm about to watch. I'm watching a Christmas movie right now. <laughs> Hello, heartwarming <laughs> Christmas tale. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't really have any opinions on that whole debate. I know it happens every year, but I'm like, whatever you believe, man, that's that's, that's cool with me. Live your truth. Yeah, whatever your truth, whatever your heart tells you. If your heart tells you it's a Christmas movie, it's probably a Christmas movie. I'd be inclined to say... Well, I don't know. That scene with the Christmas trees where he's buying the cocaine? Great scene, first of all. He's like, count, the guy's like, it'll be 100 and he starts getting out $100. <laughs> yeah. So good. So we good. throw in a um, tree? My, uh, my question is, how did the, uh, the suicide guy not see the gigantic bag they were inflating on the ground that they were jumping <laughs> <Yeah>. into? <laughs> Great question. Great He's just question. like, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump onto the big bag that's been here this whole time. The wife must have really bad cooking sense when Mel Gibson is probably just surviving on like <laughs> PB&J's and, and mac and cheese is like, yeah, not good. Not good. He can't afford to be picky. Pig. Beggars can't be choosers. What I don't understand is how is he a beggar? He's a full time cop. <laughs> he's probably making like. Well, his wife died, and he's got a and he's got a military yeah. pension. He's got no wife, Rudy. Relax. I'm just saying, like, I'm saying. He's, he's, he's in a depressed state. That's what I meant. Yeah. When you're depressed, oh, so you he's can't like, cook. Yeah, he's just. He's like, got bank. He's he's got a lot of money, but he's just. That's why I love his little trailer on the beach there. That's like the life, the vibe right there. It is a pretty chill sitch. Yeah, Danny Lover woke up with a uh, happy birthday in the tub. And then <laughs> Riggs wakes up and starts uh, pounding beers and smoking cigs. <laughs> My role model. <laughs> which which uh, wake-up routine would you like better? Roll out of bed and blast some heaters. <laughs> That's the move. That was the 80s, man. <laughs> I love the... Uh... I just want to talk about the uh, the the suicide scene. That's my favorite, like one of my favorite movie scenes in general. It's him talking that guy down off that ledge, and he's like, but he, he rather than being like, no, you have so much delivery. He's like, do you want to? Do you really want to jump? Oh, do you want? Yeah, he's like it's terrible great. at it. It's great. <laughs> so good. Well, then Murtaugh just... is like basically uh, uh, pressuring Riggs into like committing suicide. 
He's like, yeah. He's like, you won't yeah, do it. Yeah, it's a wild scene after that one. Well, he's got to find out if he's crazy or not, and then he realizes he yeah. is. <laughs> he's not faking being crazy. He's actually. crazy. I also thought it was funny how they never asked for backup, like ever. They just run into a cop <laughs> randomly. And they're like, "Hey, you're backup. Okay, you take care of my daughter." That's the only <laughs> they don't time. need it. They rely on each other. They trust each other. Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny. Hey, uh, what did uh, one shepherd say to the other shepherd? <laughs> <laughs> let's get the flock out of here let's wrap up this episode we've just been tortured for uh, half an hour <laughs> perfect time for a corny joke perfect time for a dad joke it's the only time for a dad joke anyway let's, for real though let's get the flock out of here thanks everyone for listening uh, yeah loose concept another episode in the books We're getting clo- they're getting closer together now it took us our previous episodes were a month apart and then the last episode is only three weeks apart so maybe this i'll get this one out in the next two weeks maybe we'll see um what's next i don't know what's next on the on the show i don't know if we have a plan something will be happening shortly do we have let's go watch a movie are there any good movies coming out let's watch a new movie a new movie yeah i don't know what new movies are coming out Uncharted. That Batman. That new Batman movie. Yeah, new What's Batman. That out? March fourth. Fourth. Let's do it. Death on the Nile. Batman. Vengeance. All right. Well, we could, maybe we can sneak an episode in between there and now. Who knows? Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember. You made it this far. Yeah, you made it this far. <laughs> the show goes on. Still living. Episode 62. Will we make it to 63? I don't know. <laughs> it's always a mystery. We're so close to 100. We're so close to 100. We're so close to 999 finishing season one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. You gotta try this blowhole thing, man. This whale dude is giving me a brain freeze. I'll have what she's having. I still love you, baby. Oh, you poor sad multi-millionaire. I feel so sorry for you. I was right. I think I liked you better when you were drunk. No, my ears are fine. We definitely have an out-of-tune player. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs>